0: your chairs today. Thank you Carla. I love the words of that song. I believe in the power of the cross. But I also love the question that it asks. You know I was listening to that song and uh, I remember when it was first sung about 20 years ago. But when I was listening to that song something began to stir in me. That simple question. Where's the power of the cross in my life? Is there evidence to the things I say I believe? If Jesus Christ died on a cross 2000 years ago, does my life display my belief in that or is it a theology and a theory? Come on, we're living in a moment where we don't need gospels of behaviour modification. We need to be found preaching the good news of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ died on a cross 2,000 years ago and our lives are different because he has. Can someone say Amen? Amen. Listen, I'm going to get a bit, 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 bit preachy today because I've been doing this series called Prayer and House of Prayer and we're getting ready for all things Christmas next week. But today I just wanted to stir our hearts with that question. Where's the power of the cross in our life? Because Jesus Christ died on a cross 2,000 years ago. Not to give us a passport to go to heaven one day. That would be good. But he died on a cross 2,000 years ago so that our lives could be different here and now. But if we don't believe in the power of the cross, there'll be no demonstration of what the cross achieved in our life. We've got to know that the power of the cross of Jesus Christ is still real. Can somebody say amen? That what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, it's still real. It still works. People today can experience life change. But as I was sitting there listening to that song this week, and Carla, you did a great job of that in the band, thank you. I thought, what a simple question. Where's the power of the cross in my life because every church you go into today that's got their own building there's going to be a cross on the wall somewhere now we rent an old school so we don't want to put one up and take it down but we believe and we preach the power of the cross because I turn on YouTube these days and I begin to hear these gospels of behaviour modification oh God did this but you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. We call them fix yourself gospels where actually the gospel that Paul preached said you don't fix nothing, you realise what he did on the cross for you and you live in the good of that. You say I'm not going to be a Sunday Christian, don't you love the opening verse? I say on Sunday how much I love revival, but then on Monday I can't even find my Bible. We've got to be a group of believers that aren't just coming to a building on Sunday saying we believe certain things but then live in lives where there's no evidence of what we say we believe in us we need to be full-on God lovers Jesus Christ followers on Monday as much as we are on Sunday on Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday we lay down our two lives because there aren't such a thing as two lives There's a life you had before you believed in Jesus. And there's a life that you've received since you believed in Jesus. We want to be a people that don't try to blend God with things that he can't be blended with. And say, no, I believe in you. And I'm going to have the power of the cross in my life. Paul made a number of statements about this and I'm going to read to you. We're going to hang around the book of Galatians a little bit, dip into the book of Romans for a moment. But listen to what Paul said in Galatians 6, verses 14 to 15. He said, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world I once belonged to, the system of a fallen world, "...has been crucified to me, and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything." That was a big statement to the religious people that he was speaking to. Because up to the point where Jesus died on the cross, circumcision and uncircumcision meant everything. Especially if you were a Jew. It was fulfilling laws that were asked of you to keep. But all of a sudden Paul says, all the laws of yesterday, all the laws that came before the cross, they weren't wrong. But now God has delivered you from the law through the power of the cross in your life. He says, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. What's the new creation? The person we became when we believed in what Jesus did on the cross for us. Come on, what's the new creation? The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, places faith in Christ, they are a new creation. Old has gone, new has come. How do we live in the power of the cross? It's when we refuse to live the lives we used to live. It's when we refuse to blend in with a world we don't belong to. It's when we take a stand and say there was a before cross me and now there's an after cross me and I don't want to be a Christian on Sunday. I don't want to say I love revival on Sunday and don't even know where my Bible is on Monday. I want to step out of that compromised living into something that means I believe what I'm saying here. We're doing all right We are replacing any cross message with some ear tickling message of, oh you could still do that, that's okay. If what you're doing denies who you really are, then you need to stop it. If what you're doing isn't true to who God says you are, you need to stop it. Because we're called to live in the power of the new creation life that he's given us. Amen. Now when I preach, we, we preach for cross, I'm not preaching the object, I'm preaching the achievement. Because I know sometimes Christians can get over romantic about the, the actual thing, the cross. When actually, let's hold it in context, it was an executioner's tool. We wouldn't worship an electric chair and we don't worship a cross that was used to kill Jesus Christ. We worship and adore Jesus for what he did on that cross. Because sometimes we can get all romantic about the cross, the cross, the cross, and lose the point. It's not about the object, it's about the achievement. That on that cross 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ achieved some things for you and me. But if we don't know what he achieved, if we're not preaching in church what he achieved, then we can't live in the good of what he achieved. Because if you don't know something's available, you can't live in it, right? That's why, like Paul, I ain't going to preach any gospel that says, ah yeah, a little bit of God, a little bit of Buddha, a little bit of Muhammad, a little bit of what you want to do. I'm going to say, no, that was the old you. It's time to step out now and say, my life is different because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for me. And I'm not going to deny it on Monday or Tuesday anymore. I'm picking my side. I'm drawing the line in the sand. So when we preach the cross, like Paul, we preach the achievement of the cross, knowing what he achieved. And what did he achieve? Well, we could preach on that for weeks, couldn't we? But when we look at the process of the cross, three things that stand out to me is the crucifixion, the resurrection and his exaltation. Because when we preach what Jesus Christ did on the cross 2,000 years ago, not just for the people alive then, but for every person that would put faith in him. We preach that he was crucified for your sins. He wasn't on the cross for his own sin. He wasn't on the cross because he did anything wrong. He was on the cross because of what we did wrong. He wasn't there because he'd blown it with the Father. He was on the cross and he was sinless. He went to the cross. That's why we've got to be found preaching the cross. Even when society says it's not nice, we're going to keep on preaching it. Because it's what Jesus did on the cross that delivered us and saved us of our sins. No person can save themselves of their sins. No person can do enough to pay the debt that sin demands. But the good news is no person has to because the debt's already been paid by another person. That person is Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ went to the cross 2,000 years ago, he took your bill, he took my bill, he took the bill of the world for sin that separated mankind from God. He paid it in full and when he said it's finished, he must as well have said it's paid. So we preach crucifixion but we also preach resurrection because a lot of people said that they were saviours but they never rose from the dead. When we preach the cross, we preach Jesus Christ went to the cross. He dealt with our sin at the cross. But on the third day, death couldn't hold him. Sin couldn't contain him. He rose from the dead. His resurrection has become the invoice of our expectation. But we know now that we will rise from the dead because Jesus rose from the dead. And as he rose from the dead, so will we. Many people claim to be God, but they're still in the grave. Jesus Christ is not in the grave. He is risen. But also we preach the exaltation that he rose from the dead and then he ascended to be seated at the right hand side of the Father. Why is that important? Because it was when he was seated next to the Father that the Father did what he promised and sent the Holy Spirit upon the earth come on we're a Pentecostal people we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit we believe it's the Holy Spirit that convicts a person's heart it's the Holy Spirit that empowers a life to live differently we believe that at the cross Jesus Christ in his crucifixion paid for our sin we believe in his death and resurrection he released new life to us resurrection gave us new life but we also believe that when he ascended and was seated in his exaltation God poured out his spirit the same Holy Spirit that was poured out 2,000 years ago. is the same Holy Spirit that's in this room and living in the life of every believer. Come on, we preach the cross and we will not deny the power of the cross in our daily life. Now when we preach the cross, people get annoyed because there's no self-merit to the cross. It's all what he did. You see, the message of the cross isn't God did 95%, the last 5% is down to you. The message of the cross is your 5% would have ruined it. He took care of 100. It was 100% what he did on the cross. The only thing a person adds to the work of the cross is faith and identification. That's all a person can add. Because in what Jesus Christ did for us and as us, he did everything needed at the cross to save us, to give us new life, and to make us people that were filled with his spirit. Amen. Come on, you're a bit quiet today. I'm preaching my head off here. I'll start agreeing with myself in a minute if you don't join in. (laughs) Come on, what he did was enough We do not add anything for it. We believe in an old Latin phrase called sola fide, which means faith alone. Faith alone. Now other people preach a message of fide ete, which means faith and. But I just want to make clear our theology in this Pentecostal church is we're not faith and, we are faith alone that there's nothing that we add to what Jesus Christ has done that saves us, keeps us, empowers us or equips us for heaven. It's our faith in Jesus and the identification that we put in his death and burial and resurrection. You see the book of Romans teaches that it wasn't just his death, it was our death too. And that's why I want to say the other part of our message that we preach is the message of co-crucifixion. Now this is a bit that some Christians have never heard and they need to hear it. That often we see Jesus on the cross and that is true. But we also need to understand our old life was on the cross with him. Because unless you deal with your old life, you'll never be free to live your new one. So we preach the power of the cross in the achievement of the cross. Everything that Jesus achieved on the cross 2,000 years ago is still valid and active today. Can I get an amen? But we also preach the power of co-crucifixion. That when Jesus was on the cross, according to the message of Paul, we were on the cross with him. Why is this important? Because it's this that separates you from the world you once belonged to. It's this that sets you free from the sin that once gripped you. It's this that sets you free from the hang-ups that were the hang-ups of the person you used to be. You need a revelation not just of the new life that God gives you, but the death he provides so you can be free to enjoy the new life. The message of the gospel was we were co-crucified with Christ. Do you know, I've never worn a crucifix. As I said, I've never really had an obligation to the object. It's always been the achievement that won my heart. But somebody asked me recently, would I wear a cross? And I said, yes, I would. They actually said, I don't know if they were teeing me up for a present, but they said, is there anything that you'd want for Christmas? I said, listen, I've been a father of five kids too long. I've learnt my lessons. I need nothing. It's all about them. I said, but if I was going to get something, I would get a crucifix. And they said, what, to remind you of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for you? I said, absolutely not. I've grown out of that now, or grown towards that, or grown into that. I would have a cross to remind me daily that my life was in him when he was crucified. Because the problem in my life is I keep forgetting that I was crucified. I never forget that he was crucified. My issue in life, my problem with sin, my struggle with stuff that I don't seem to get over, is I keep forgetting that I was crucified on that cross. My old man, the person I used to be, the power of the cross will come into play when I understand he wasn't alone, I was there too. So when we preach the cross, we preach co-crucifixion. You say, well, that sounds a little bit weird. Well, let me read it to you from the Bible. It says in Galatians 2, verse 20, I have been crucified. Not him, not him, not he. I have been. That's what it says, right? I have been crucified. Not going to be, past tense. I, me, have been, present tense, crucified with Christ and I no longer live oh that we would understand this in a greater fullness but Christ his resurrection life now lives in me the life I now live in this body I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me So what Paul is saying here to the Galatians is we need to realise the old us, the person we used to be died on the cross in Christ 2,000 years ago. That fact became activated the moment we believed. It's no longer I, me, myself life. This is what me wants anymore but Christ now in me. Well, well, maybe Paul was just making a random statement in the heat of a moment. I don't think so. Listen to what he said to the Romans. In the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 6. For we know, that's our problem, I don't think we do as we should. I think the reason that sometimes we don't live in the power of the cross, and that's what the message is about, where's the power of the cross in my life? The reason when I look back on my life I never lived in the power of the cross, in the power of the freedom of a new life like I could have, was I didn't know like I should that my old self, my old person, the person I used to be was, past tense, crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. that I should no longer be a slave to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Well, sin's got a grip on me. No, you've not realised it lost its grip when you died in Christ. The grip he has is through your ignorance or your desire to keep sinning. The Bible declares that every sin that had a grip on you ended when you died on the cross, co-crucified with Christ. It's when we begin to say, God, I want to know that in my life in such a way that it changes the way I live, everything begins to change. Come on, this is the stuff we need to hear in our hearts, not... Well, do your best and he'll see you in heaven. Get out of here. He died on a cross that you would live a glorified, holy spirit, brand new, sin free, sickness overcoming, (laughs) devil kicking life on this planet that brings him glory. See, the cross offers us death and freedom and the ability to have a new creation. So we understand that when we preach the cross we don't just see him on it, though we do, we see his achievement, we worship him for what he achieved. But we also look at the cross and we see ourselves and that introduces us to an old us so that we can be free to be the new us that's good news right circumcision doesn't matter anymore what matters is the new creation the new creation doesn't come from what you do behavior modification living the best that you can the new creation comes when you realize that his death was the death of the old you his burial was the burial of the old you and his resurrection on the third day was the resurrection of a brand new you who's free from the grip of sin free from the things that once held them free from things that were in your your history free from generational curses free from anything that once had a grip on you everything that had a grip on you ended when you died in him was buried in him and rose to newness of life too many Christians are waiting to go to heaven to walk in the power of the new life he's given them God wants us to begin to realise what's happened. Stop denying it. Make a decision. I'm not going to deny God anymore or what he did on the cross for me. I'm going to wake up Monday morning and I'm going to know where my Bible is because I'm not a church attender. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ living in the power of the cross in my life. Come on, Jesus. We don't want to be woke, we want to be awoken. (laughs) I don't want to be woke, I'm not trying to be woke. Don't judge me for not being woke, I don't want to be woke. I want to be awoken by the power of the truth of God's word and live true to what he says is true. I don't want to fit into a world that's confused and scrabbling around to try and find answers and reason and wisdom when there isn't there any to find. I want to live in the truth of God's Word. Who does God say I am? Who does God say I've become because I placed faith in Him? Who does God say I can be in my tomorrow? I don't want the permission of a confused society or a fallen morality. I want to be true to the design of the One who made me. Have I upset anyone yet? right, let's keep preaching. The cross offers us death and freedom from the old person we used to be. We choose cohabitation with a former us and a present us. It's not biblically correct. We have to face the fact that he was on the cross and we were crucified with him. Not to stay dead, but to become fully alive. According to Paul, the separation from the grip of sin on our life is down to this. When we understand that every claim against our life was on the person we used to be, we should be dancing around on the grave of our own funeral saying that person isn't here anymore. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Now excuse me, did it say who the sun sets free is free one day in heaven? Who the sun sets free is partially free as long as you add your 10% to the mix? who the Son sets free. How does the Son set you free? He already set you free by what he did on the cross when he died for you and as you, when he was buried for you and as you. And he rose from the grave to say, here's the life that God wants you to know, enjoy. We want to live in the power of what he's done. We don't want to be in our, get our tenses confused. Uh, past, have been, should be, will be. You have, your old man was crucified stop letting that sucker breathe because he's not real well he feels real no one's asking you how you feel I'm asking you will you come into alignment with what God declares over your life the old you outside of your feelings has passed away unless God's a liar and you're the ruler of the universe the old you is dead it's time to live in the freedom and the power of the new you but that comes with agreement with what he's saying. Amen. Amen. Now when we understand this, it helps us manage our life in a way that pleases God. I was in a meeting in Manchester, I think it was about May. And I was in a meeting and I was just worshipping God, brilliant worship. I was with our friends at the Ramp up there in Manchester. I was getting ready to preach and I was just in worship. And in worship I suddenly saw this image of the cross and Jesus on the cross and I've seen that image many times—not just on walls or on people's jewellery. I've seen it in my prayer. There's been times when I just saw Jesus on the cross, and my heart was like, "Lord, you did that for me. You did that for me. You didn't have to do that. You did that for me." But this was different. I was in worship, and all of a sudden, it changed. It wasn't Him any longer. It was me. I thought, "This is—is is this right? This—this—is this—is this, is this, is this like heresy? Have, have I crossed a line here?" And then all of a sudden, it went back to him being on the cross. Then all of a sudden, it went back to me being on the cross. Then it went back to him being on the cross. And finally, something began to rise within me. Andy Elms, will you please settle this fact in your life? That you were co-crucified With Christ, the old you has been dead and buried and dealt with. God wants you to now live in the victorious power of a brand new, never lived before, new creation life that comes from the achievement of the cross. See, we've got to be able in our lives as believers to identify the soul-led us so he doesn't lead anymore. Remember the soul led us could be called the flesh and it sounds like this. I want this. This is for me. Self-entitlement. I don't feel like it. I don't want to. That's the old self-life. Don't look at me like you haven't done that. Don't do that. I'll start interviewing and you know I will. Come on, we've all got an old self-life. I'd rather not. That's not convenient. I don't want to. That'll cost me. What is Jesus telling us in these scriptures? He's saying, understand this, that your old self-life, you first, me want, me not happy unless I have. This sin makes me feel happy. That old you isn't going to die, he has died. And as you begin to come in agreement with God's word and say, that sucker is dead. Then suddenly you don't license yourself to live that way anymore and you can say, Holy Spirit, lead me. Let me bless who you want me to bless. Let me stay where you want me to stay. Let me go where you want me to go. Let me give myself for the benefit of others when that never used to become natural to me. You see, sometimes when people use the verses of dying daily... They almost tried to image themselves doing a daily pilgrimage to the cross. No, God wants you to live in the power of knowing that there was an event in your life when you believed and the old you died. God has no plan of managing your old life. His plan was genius, death, kill that sucker, boom, end the existence so that the person could live in the power of a new God-given, spirit-filled life. All right, let me give you a couple of verses. Again, still sticking in Galatians 5:24. <clears throat> For those who belong to Jesus Christ, give me a wave if you belong to Christ Jesus. That's beautiful. For those who belong to Jesus Christ, have not will, not maybe, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires, then why do I still let those passions and desires rule in me? Because you're not standing absolutely that that old you no longer exists. If you keep trying to see yourself as a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of this, a bit of that, your life will have an expression of a bit of this and a bit of that, a bit of this and a bit of that. God wants you to be free. He wants me to walk free From the things that once limited us, gripped us, defiled us, ruined us. But there's nothing that we can do. This isn't a self-help group. Self has done enough help, thank you very much. This is a God help us group. And God did help us by what he did on the cross 2,000 years ago. There was no self-help that could help you enough. You needed God's help. That's why I ain't going to blend this gospel and make it weak because a weak gospel will produce weak Christians. A compromised gospel, you want a compromised gospel, go somewhere else. You're not going to get one here because compromised gospel makes compromised Christians. A true gospel preached correctly will produce transformed people. Come on, we want to be transformed people. I don't want to be a people living one way on Sunday and a different way on Monday. I don't want secret pockets to my life. I want to come to the conclusion that the old me, the selfish me, the sin-bound me, the me that was an enemy of God, has died. He died when I placed my faith in Jesus Christ. In one way, I died 2,000 years ago. But in expression, I died the moment I believed. The problem was, people didn't preach like this to me, so I kept on letting that old dog live. But I don't know about you. You know, people have said, well, there's a good dog and a bad dog. Shoot one of them, for goodness sake. Just shoot one of them. Let one survive and one not. Let the old you go. Come on, the cross dealt with the old you. The only expression of the old you that remains is what you allow. In God's view, he's gone. Those who belong to Christ have crucified. The flesh with its passions and desires. Do we still have passions and desires? Of course we do, but it's in these moments when we do we remember who we are. Can we got any forgers here? You loved it when I preached identity, right? Yeah. It's not that we don't have temptation. It's not that we don't have flesh desires and passions. But it's in those moments, if they're contrary to God's will for us, we go, wait a moment, let me stop and remember the cross. I was co-crucified with Christ. The person that was once a slave to those things is dead. Now it's my choice if I let him live on when he actually doesn't exist. Oh, Andy, what about what Jesus said in Luke? Yeah, let's, look, let's take a look at that. Thanks for asking. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple, not a crowd attender, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, self is the problem, and take up their cross daily to follow me. He's not saying go back to the place of crucifixion and say, nail me up there again. He's saying, remember you have been crucified. Let the person who wants to be a follower and a disciple, let them carry their cross, let them bear their cross. Come on, that could be confusing. It's like, get my cross out again, Jenny. Let's carry it again. No, God's saying, remember what God did on the cross. Remember the power of your salvation. Remember God wasn't modifying you. God wasn't repairing rust in your life. He was removing who you were so that you could rise in resurrection power to live on this globe, a person filled with the same spirit that filled Jesus Christ. When he walked the earth, there's no sin, there's no temptation that's overcome a person that they can't resist by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's whether we choose to. Right? We're not to keep trying to crucify. Actually, do you know it's impossible for you to crucify yourself, you're one hand short. You can't. You can't crucify yourself. You need a hand. God provided the hand. And when Christ was crucified, we were crucified in him. The death that God desired was given us through Christ. We live in the good of what he's done for us. You don't need to walk around whipping yourself with a cat and nine tails. I'm so ugly. I'm so disgusting. No, you used to be. But that person's dead. You've been risen in newness of life. Just be true to who you now are. Well, it's not the person that I see in the mirror. Smash your mirror. Open the Bible. Look in the Bible. See your reflection in there. Stop looking in the mirrors of this world. Stop looking on social media. Oh, oh, Facebook. Who am I? Oh, oh, Instagram. Who am I? TikTok. not enough people like me yesterday. Come on. Let's stop being idiots. No reflection in any of those things demonstrates who we are. It's the Word of God. It's when we don't let this thing be hidden on Monday. And we open it up and we say, God, I want to look into your mirror today. And I want to see the person that you say I am. And then I want the power of the Holy Spirit to live in the right of that person. I don't want to be a contradiction. I want to live full on for you. It's an understanding of understanding who and understanding of understanding who we were, I suppose we call that a revelation, introduces us to the separation, the freedom, and the liberty that Jesus Christ purchased for us when he gave his life. God wants us to walk in freedom. God wants us to walk in, liberta- in liberty. God wants us to be walking in lives that are filled with joy, not lives that are filled with misery. God wants us to live in lives where we can walk past things that once had addictive hold on us. But there's no gospel of behavior modification that will make you that person. Every one of us, we need to come to the foot of the cross, my friend. We need to come to the foot of the cross. If you've never done it, you need to come to the foot of the cross. We need to come to the foot of the cross and we need to say, Jesus Christ, you died on that cross for me 2,000 years ago. Your achievement caused me to be set free, to be forgiven my sin, to be given new life, to receive the power of the Holy Spirit in your crucifixion, your resurrection and your exaltation. You poured upon me forgiveness. You poured upon me new life. You poured upon me, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit now living in my life. But Lord, I come to the foot of that cross today And I say, I understand now, Lord, you weren't alone on that cross. The old person I used to be was co-crucified with you. Now, if the old person I used to be was co-crucified with you, how can I keep on living like he's still alive? Holy Spirit, give me the power today, come upon my life today to cause me to stand up and walk away from who I used to be, that side of the cross, and step into this side of the cross and say, hi, I'm Andy Elms. You may have known the former model. You may have known Mark One, but I don't think you've met Mark II. That guy died, I was at his funeral. The person that you see looks like the one you used to know, but he's a brand new man. He's a new creation. He's been forgiven all of his sins. He lives a life now in power powered by the Spirit, does he still have the ability to live his old self life? Yes he does and when he does he repents and the Bible says in 1 John, God is faithful to forgive and cleanse but his mind is not set on living anymore like he used to be. His mind is now set. God let me live this life true to you. Let me stop trying to be a pretend mix of two people. You see I believe we're in a moment, look around in the world, where God's saying pick your side and and when you look in the Bible there's a black and there's a white but what we like to live in is grey the Bible says that when we were born again first Colossians 13 he took us from the kingdom of darkness and transported us into the kingdom of the son of his love Which means we were once in the kingdom of darkness, but according to the Bible, when we believed, Jesus Christ snatched us out of the kingdom of darkness. It's rule, it's reign, it's control, it's influence. And he didn't leave us in the wilderness, but he brought us in to the kingdom of the Son of his love. Which means right now, your true citizenship is a person who belongs to the light. A person that no longer belongs to the darkness. A person that belongs to the kingdom. Of light, Jesus Christ. See, the problem is what we all do is we want a bit of both kingdoms, so we keep one foot here, one foot there, and what we do is we become grey. There's no power in grey. If you're old enough, you know that Hannah Montana lived a life of confusion trying to be two people. Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana, for those who are old enough. For those who, we can all come together and understand Superman. One moment he's got his glasses on and he's Clark Kent. The next moment he's got his glasses off and he's Superman. I never get that because he always looked the same to me. Maybe that's just me. Listen, God doesn't want us to struggle with two lives. We choose that when we deny the power of the cross in our lives next week we're going to change into baby manger mode we're going to begin to preach what Jesus Christ did when he first came to the earth to save sinners we're going to begin to bring our friends and family here next week and tell them the message of how God so loved the world he gave his only beloved son but I just couldn't help myself today I thought I just got to preach I just got to preach maybe some of you have never seen this side of me this is what happens when I'm not here Because I think sometimes we need the truth preached into our hearts. Come on, let's allow the power of the cross to take away our excuses. And I'm talking about my own as well. I'm not up here like Yoda going, perfect I am. I've got my struggles. But I understand the power of my freedom isn't in what I do. It's in me believing what he's already done. And me choosing every day to live in the good of the cross. Not deny the power of the cross in my life. Not get on the cross and sing along with him on Sunday. And then get off the cross and sing along with a fallen world on Monday. we got to pick our side. Jesus Christ is coming soon. And he's coming back for those who belong to him. He's coming back for everyone. No, he's not. He's coming back for those who belong to him. Belong to him isn't you signed here. Belong is you gave your life to him come on if we gave testimony in this building today there'll be so many wonderful stories of people that said this is who I used to be this is who I now am and the good news for us all is all of us haven't seen anything yet compared to what he's going to do because we're being changed by his spirit from glory to glory into the very image and likeness of Christ the Bible says that when we see him we will be like him what a marvellous work I don't think I could ever make myself look like him how about you the Holy Spirit and his word changes us in transformation that's why we're going to preach a gospel that's strong we're going to preach a gospel that's true we're not going to preach a gospel that makes people feel comfortable we're going to preach a gospel that says to people step up and take hold of what God's done for you come on we're going to preach a gospel that says step up if you could understand the love of God step up and take hold of what God has done for you Live in the good of what he achieved. Live in the freedom of being a brand new person if you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus well I think this is a really good morning to do it maybe you're watching online good morning to do it maybe you tuned in you saw somebody shared you watched for a moment at first you thought that guy's a lunatic then you realised he is a lunatic but you like what I say you know what I'm saying is true in a world that's confused in a world that doesn't know how to scratch its butt we have the answer we have the truth Jesus Christ is the way the truth and the life and we're not going to pack him completely away in a nice box we're going to say Jesus we're going to preach the cross and we're going to live in the power of it don't get me going when I get preaching it could go on for hours Joe will tell you that we did meetings in Africa they didn't give me the mic till eleven thirty at night I think I went to 1 didn't I no one was stopping me come on where are we with God today If you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, it's time. But don't do a little flippy, oh yeah, all right, Jesus, I'll have a go at that. No, come to a cross and say, my old life sucks. I want the life you've got for me and I'm ready to pay the price for that life. Don't give me this, "Eh, maybe, no, no, think about it. Come back next week if you're not ready to make the decision. But let's make our decision to be followers of Jesus, a true one maybe you're here today and you say Andy you're right I've drifted I've been living in a grey world of blending two worlds two kingdoms the ways that God wants me to live and the way that I want to live but today I'm going to cross a line and say no more today I'm going to pick my side I'm going to draw a line in the sand I'm going to stop dating God I'm going to get married I'm going to say God everything everything I'm asking you for everything I give you everything that I am today come on we're in a time where we can't be playing around it's time for the church to stand up it's time for a church that's sold out in love with Jesus Christ to stand and begin to show his love to a dying world. It's time for a church that doesn't believe the gospel of religion. God does this, you do that. But a church that believes in Sola feeder, faith alone, place your faith in Jesus Christ to stand up and begin to preach truth. This world needs us. This world needs the truth that's been given to us. Let's get passionate, pull the ripcord, jump across the line, get into some trouble. Come on, let's see God do something in this generation that turns the world around. If you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, I'm going to give you an opportunity. But again, please forgive me for being blunt. I'm not looking for, well, I'll give it a go. I'm saying, no, no, you're going to do this. You're going to do this because what you put in, you're going to get out. If you put in like half-hearted, you're going to get half-hearted out of it. Or if you're here today and you've slipped from where you used to be with God and you say, it's time for me to see myself on the cross again. It's time for me to live in the power of the cross in my life again. It's time for me to live for God life He's called me to live again. Today i cross that line again. I'm going to pray a prayer and I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. And that's going to be you saying to God, that's me. No one's going to interview you. No one's going to ask you what went wrong if you're here for the first time and you're giving your life to Jesus we've got a group of people at the back that want to give you a Bible want to give you further instruction want to tell you about the great decision that you've just made but all across this room and those watching online could we pray this together today Jesus thank you for dying on the cross for me for my freedom for my release so that I could be restored back to the Father thank you Jesus that my old life is hung up there with you so that I can live the new life that God is giving me today Jesus I believe in you and I believe in the power of the cross in my life I won't deny it one day longer I want to live true to it I give my life to you today all of it not some of it every bit the good, the bad, the ugly I lay it all at the foot of your cross today and I receive from you a brand new model a brand new life and I thank you for it fill me with your Holy Spirit power to live different Amen just my every eyes closed every head's bowed if you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus properly or you're here today and you've been living in compromise and you don't want to do that anymore and you say I prayed that prayer for me as I count to three I want you to lift your hand don't look at the person next to you they can't help you don't look at the person in front of you they've got to make their own decisions this is about you where do you stand with God today where do you stand with Him where do you stand with Him where do you want to stand with Him today If you're a God lover, a follower, God bless you. If you're not, do something about it. I'm going to count to three. Lift your hand if that's you. One, two, three. Come on, hands are popping up all over the place there. God bless you. God bless you. Keep your hand lifted. Come on, there's others. God bless you over here. Anybody over this side? You say, I'm not where I should be with God, but I want to get there tonight. Today, I want to make that decision. Anybody else? Anybody else? You say, me too, Andy. Andy wait a couple of more moments oh father we thank you for the power of the cross and we thank you for the power of the cross in our life lord i pray for those who have lifted their hands that you would give them now father joy and peace inside of them bigger than they've ever known father i pray that they would see you jesus on the cross and them crucified in you that every hindrance every sin every addiction broken off of their lives in jesus name everything from the old person they used to be that used to hold them broken off of their life in jesus name depression broken addiction broken anything low self-esteem broken Lord, I thank you that heaven pours out upon and within your believers today. Come on, if you want more of God, just lift your hands. If you want more of God, lift your hands. If you don't, keep them down. It's simple. Choice A, B, door one, door two. If you want more of God, lift your hands. Holy Spirit, I ask that you just begin to fill every person with their hands lifted right now. Fill every person afresh with your life Holy Spirit stir us on the inside God deliver us of our religion God deliver us of our religion God let the wind of the Spirit begin to blow in a fresh way deep within the heart of every believer right now Holy Spirit open the windows let the wind blow through Lord blow away the dust Lord blow away the rust Holy Spirit fill every person with hands lifted heart extended right now in Jesus name Amen if you lifted your hand come on let's give God applause he's awesome if you lifted your hand there's some people at the back that just want to give you answers to questions a Bible and uh, they're there for any questions you've got alright church here we go let me bless you the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord turn his face towards you and give you peace two seconds father we pray for everyone on these prayer requests we pray for this lady going with the brain scan we pray for this family that needs you to intervene we pray for this person that's going in for um for, for tests tomorrow we pray for every person that's on these prayer requests and every need that's in this house father we thank you let them be healed and restored in jesus name amen hey god bless you